Good morning. Oh, here we are. Here we are up and running. I got to get got to get my screens in the right order. Got to get things every 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 Wednesday and Friday, every day after I have the night class. Got to get everything rearranged. Webex is just such a dog. Um really get tired of the inability it has to do anything close to modern. It really is. Really is awful. We've got people coming in the door, getting things going, getting ready to start the day. It is hump day. Hump day getting over the hump. thing you need to know about today, and probably one of the things you need to write down on your planner, put it on your bucket list, make sure you have it highlighted with a star around it, 7 p.m. East Coast tonight, trivia night. Hey, I'm not kidding you guys. It's not. It's not a scam. It's not uh, a trick to get you in there. There's nothing you have to buy. There's no subscription required. We don't want your email. Nothing. Just come out and play the trivia. Play the trivia night. Um, you know we use the tool Socrative to catch the answers you guys are putting down. But we don't we don't control that site. If you don't want to give them any information, use the web browser, um, and you don't have to give them any information. You'll need the room name, and that's Cyber Recon, all one word. You log in as a student. Use the web browser. You don't give them anything. If you want to use the the application on your phone, your tablet, whatever, so Crative's going to get some information from it. I don't know what that is. I don't know what they want to do with it. I, you read their rules, read their rules, and they'll tell you. But you need to use Socrative so you can answer the question, so you can win the prizes. It's something for nothing, guys. You know, we always tell you in the show, you don't get, you know, there's there's no free, nothing free in this world. Well, this is free. It gives, it's actually going to cost you a little bit of your time and your knowledge. Prove to us you are the top of the security game. I want to see you prove it. Prove it, man. Prove it. So 7 p.m., East Coast time, right here on Cyber Recon, this channel. Right after we're done broadcasting this show, pretty shortly after that, I will put the live stream, I'll set the live stream up so you can see it coming, you can set a reminder, you can be ready to go tonight for trivia. Free stuff, man, free stuff. How can you go wrong there? Um, you know, you know what day it is. Today is Princess Day. Gave you a link to find more about Princess Day. It's in the show notes. Richard's out there. Good morning, Richard. Let me get find my mouse. Good morning. Good to see you. Um, princess Day. Take care of the princesses in your life. I got a couple princesses in my life I got to take care of. So we'll do that today. We do that today and do it every day. Every day, I guess, is Princess Day. If you got a princess or two, if you have more than one princess, you'll know. I got a couple, so you got to take care of princesses every day, but today they get an extra special day. So it's Princess Day. Go check check that out. We got two stories for you today, you know. One breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart what they did to Krebs. Oh, man, Trump, I, I try to make sure we take the politics out of the cyber show. This is not a show about politics, but sometimes, sometimes they just creep in. And we're not, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, right or left. 
Trump or Biden. I don't really care. Krebs, Krebs did an, I think, my personal opinion, Krebs did an exceptional job. Um, and we'll talk more about this in a moment about the news. There's one, one story I plucked from the headlines that we'll talk about today, and that's Krebs. Um, dude, come on, man. Come on. And then I wore my pirate shirt with one of the most loving pirates. You can tell he's a loving pirate because, which one is it? This one. No, this one. This one. He puts a heart on his flag. Must mean he's a loving pirate. Edward Teach. Blackbeard. You know, the Hallmark guy. Hallmark Holiday greeting pirate. Um, it's good we got that because today we're going to go back and we're going to unpackage one of the most, probably the most, one of the most destructive viruses ever. Uh, definitely a place in cybersecurity history. The I love you, the love bug. Um, we're going to look at the virus, what it did, what it was all about, why it was so important in history. What all, what all the aftermath? We'll take and dissect that virus, that piece of malware. Let me say, I'll just call it a piece of malware right now. Um, a weirdness going on the table here when I push it, the camera is moving. Not a good, not a good thing. Let's fix that. So that's what we got going on. Let's throw the intro up and then we'll talk about the news of the day. Do, 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 do. You know, if you guys have been around, if you've been, well, hello, Brooks. <laughs> hello. I've got dog treats on the table here. The dogs are, are definitely coming down to see me, but not because they want to see me. They want the dog treats, the big old treats over there. That's why. So if you guys have been around me, you know, you know what I think about SZA exceptional organization they've done a great job we've covered them for months and months and months leading up to the election the things they've done to prepare for this election um things from ch checking out the diebold and dominion machines to make sure they're working correctly sending security packages of software to different states and counties and municip municipalities to make sure they have software that can be used to protect the uh, infrastructure of the voting that was going on. And, and, and I know there's a lot of people that have heartburn about the election. There, there's folks on both sides of the house that are arguing still and fighting about this election. And now I'm not, I'm so hard, so hard, I'm going to try to force the, the, the politics out of this story, really. I am going to try to do that. Good morning, Eric. Good to see you bright and early uh, on a Wednesday hump day. Trying to keep the politics out of this one. Um, if you know, if you know this cat, Krebs, Krebs on security, right? Krebs has been a feature, a fixture, a, 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 a pillar of security for decades. Krebs on security is a go-to place for understanding what's going on in the security world. Um, Krebs was selected to run CISA, the director of CISA. Done, in my 
opinion has done an exceptional job. Folks have been attacking the election like crazy. So there's a ton of stories. Um, President Trump has has fired Krebs. Um, that, that's, I don't know. It is some pushback that, that Krebs has had on what's going on post-election, right? Um, yeah, Krebs knew it was coming. Krebs knew it was coming. So during, during the run-up to the election, Krebs and the team there, it says, it created a site called Rumor Control. And the, essentially the point of Rumor Control was to quash fake stories, right? To put to put an end to them, to drive um to, to drive the truth into the election. It was a fact checking site, rapidly fact checking and debunking all kinds of conspiracies from both sides of the house, right? We know that in earlier elections, and I'm not just talking about the, the previous one where um where we there's been a ton of speculation about Russian influence. This goes back further than that. Foreign countries have been trying to influence our election since social media comes out came out. Since before that, really. But social media has been being played upon by other nations to impact our election and the outcomes. So there's been a big structure put in place to protect this election, um, protect and defend the election. Now, the, the results of the election are not something the president agrees with. And that's that's fine. That, that's that's on him. But this, this rumor control site, the problem with setting up something that quashes rumors, and, and if you're the security person, you set up these security tools sometimes, and if your boss is going to be one of the people breaking the rules, you kind of have to stand on something. You have to stand on your principles. Um, Krebs has this site, Rumor Control. It was set up to stop the rumors before the election. It's still up and running. It's still stopping rumors after the election. And the problem is some of the president's tweets are not totally factual. So when they hit this Rumor Control site, things like the Dominion voting machines have been hacked. Now, obviously Krebs is saying, hold on, I'm in charge of ensuring they didn't get hacked. You can't really say they got hacked, then you're saying I didn't do my job, right? He's in this position of Catch-22, so he's continued to use this rumor control site, and when something comes out of the president's mouth that isn't factual, the rumor control site is going to flag it as not factual, right? So this has put Krebs, as the director of CISA, in a direct collision path with the president. And what happens if you work for the president and you're on the collision path with the president, the, the big ship, the big truck, the big whatever is going to win, right? So in this case, the president's going to win. But you can't fault Krebs for standing on his principles. As a security person, as a risk person, as a cyber person, you've got to draw that line. You've got to stand on your principles. And my opinion, this is obviously my opinion here, Krebs was standing on his principles in what he was doing, right? He was fact-checking fact and debunking 
these, these rumors on the rumor control site. The point of the site was to debunk rumors and, and clear up misunderstandings, take conspiracy theories down, all this stuff, right? So, oh man. I don't think I grabbed a screenshot. Essentially, Trump fired, as he does often, he fired Krebs on a tweet. Um, you know, one of the things that the president doesn't agree with is Krebs saying the November 3rd election was one of the most secure in American history. Um, there's no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost voted votes changed votes or was any in any way compromised stating a fact that's a fact and that's coming actually that's coming from the national association of Sec secretaries of state and the national association of state electoral or election directors and other security leaders that's not just coming from crabs that's coming from all kinds of people um that's so crazy trump wrote in his tweet the recent statement by krebs on the security of the 2020 election was highly inaccurate. There were massive improprieties, improprieties and fraud, including dead people voting, poll watchers not allowed into polling location, glitches in voting mach machines, which changed votes from Trump to Biden, late voting, and many more. Therefore, effective immediately, Krebs has been terminated as the director of cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. I don't know. The article from Wired has a quote in it, though. Um, highlights that Krebs might be the lone figure to emerge from the administration with a better reputation than when he entered it. He's standing, in my opinion, again, he's standing on his principles. Um, Krebs has been a security feature. He's been a figure in security long before he was the director of CISA. He's been... A pioneer in this field. He's been a, a person people look to in security long before he was a member of the Trump administration. And he will go right back to doing that. If you go out to Krebs on security, he's still doing it. He's still putting out good information. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. I, I'm trying, trying so hard to stay out of the policy, uh, the political side of this. But, you know, essentially... Essentially, from what the articles I've read, the stories I've watched on this, is had he not debunked any of the president's statements and just kind of covered things up, he would have been fine. Um, but because he pointed out things that were inaccurate, and in you know you can't you can't be the guy that's defending these Dominion systems, the guy that put security in place, that your job was to defend them. You can't know in your mind that you defended them and that they weren't compromised and let somebody claim nationally that they were. I mean, you got, you got someplace you got to, you got to make the stand. And you're all going to have to do this. As security risk and cyber people, it may not be on the national stage like this, like Krebs. But you're going to have to, at some point in your life, you're going to have to say, this job is not worth 
bending my morals, not standing for my principles. I've done it. I've done it. There's jobs I've been at that I've said, you know, you, you create a path out, you find another job, you go somewhere else, you go, we're doing the wrong thing here. Um, and I'm not saying this is what happened to him. I'm saying what happened to me is there, there's places I've been before that I knew they were doing the wrong thing and you have to walk away. You have to try to fix it. If they don't fix it, you got to walk away. You got to go somewhere else. You can't be part of the problem. Um, that's just the way it is. And dogs just, these dogs are ridiculous. Um, one more day, dogs. One more day and you go back home. So hold on one second. Oh my goodness, dogs, dog sitting is the thing. I don't know, I don't know if, uh, Alex, you're out there, you know, you know, dog sitting sometimes can be good, sometimes can be trying, of course. Uh, should have, again, should have locked him upstairs, upstairs, closed the gate, left him upstairs. That would have been the smart thing to do, but no one says I'm always thinking that way. So, I don't know. Crabs, man, yeah, I'm... I don't want you know why you did what you get you got to do you got to do what you got to do and the president's got to do what he's got to do it, it is the facts of life that's that's what happens here krebs uh, we'll be watching you on krebs on security like we did before sizza i wish you had a different name i wish you had a different name because you have conflict with the, the certification but who's to say who's going to be in charge now at sizza between now and uh the inauguration i'm not sure i'm not sure who they're going to put in Guess we'll keep an eye on that. Keep keep an eye on what's going on with SZA. But that's the story of the day, Krebs, man. Know that Krebs is, you know, again, Jim's opinion of the world. He's doing the right thing. He's been doing the right thing for a long, long time. And I don't think uh, I can fault him at all for standing on his principles, standing what he believes in, doing what he believes is right. Um but you know that's that's the way that's the way life is. One thing I want to tell you, you know, Blackbeard, Blackbeard, he is the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy with the heart, the pirate with the heart. You know, put it right on his flag. That's how much he how much he loved people. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. I love you. That's what we heard this back in two thousand. If you guys rewind way back to twenty two thousand, sorry, but from twenty twenty. All the way back to 2000, we're going to go back and talk about, you know, it's 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 Wednesday. We hoist the pirate flag. We talk about pirate things. One of the pirate things is, you know, malware. Malware is one of the things we're going to talk about, of course. These dang dogs. So, we're going to talk about I love you. Is this a worm or is it a virus? If you go look this thing up, if you look it up in in like Wikipedia, if you look it up on the internet, it's going to call it a worm a lot of times. It's going to call it a worm. It, um, I want you let you tell me. Here's we got two definitions. We're going to talk these definitions up front. These are from examguides.com. Um, I'm not totally an official source, but this is where they're coming from. A virus is a computer uh, virus. A computer virus attaches itself to a program or file so it can spread from one computer to another. Most viruses are attached to an executable file and cannot infect your computer unless you run or open the malicious program. Note that usually a virus cannot spread without human interaction. 
such as running the infected program to keep it going. So essentially, virus needs someone to clickety-click on it. Um, a worm, on the other hand, spreads from one computer to another computer, but unlike a virus, it has the capability to travel without the help of a person. No clickety-click. It does its own thing. The danger with a worm that has the capability to replicate itself, unlike a virus, which sends out a single infection at a time. I kind of have a issue with that. A virus can send more than one at a time, but I guess it's program programmatically it's just fast. Um, a worm, worm sends out hundreds or thousands of copies of itself, creating a huge uh, devastating effect. Those are kind of the two. I know part of that's behind my, my yonder head over here, but trust me, that's what it says, essentially. So we're talking about I Love You. I Love You was malware. It was written back in May, well, it released back in May 2000. This thing did huge damage for $20 billion damage globally. It was disguised as an email with the subject line, uh, I love you. So when you looked at your email, there's a letter there that says, I love you. And really it was a VBS or a visual basic script. The Guinness Book of World's Record for a while, and I, have a, I did not look there today, calls this the more, most virulent computer virus of all times. It could still be there, I'm not sure. And it took advantage of something that was new in Windows 2000, really it had been around since 95, but it was set as the default in Windows 2000, and that's hiding the file extension. So it, it takes the extension and it displays just the file name. So in here, I guess I should have done a better better job. The, the file program.exe is going to be displayed in Windows 2000 by default as just program. I should have had that capitalized so we could see. It's just going to be program. It takes the exe and it drops it off of the end. And that was done to help users, to clean things up a little bit for the end user. The, that's what Microsoft decided to do. It's been around since 95. You could go in there and turn it on, but by default, it was turned off. So it it was new. I'm going to take myself off yonder screen so you guys can see the slide. There we go. So it took the extension off of the file name. So it was supposed to be to help you clean up the way you looked at the files, right? Now I got to get back over here yonder, right? The email came from a friend or a family member. You had to be on someone's contact list. So if you were on somebody else's contact list and they got infected, you would get an email, right? And the text of the email should be a quote on both sides of this. Kindly check the attached love letter coming from me. So here's the first, first clue. If today, if this happened today, hopefully not many people will click on it because this just looks funny. Um, you're getting a love letter from someone in your contact list you know, they, they're sending you a love letter confessing their love. And they're sending the message they're going to send in the body of the text is going to be kindly check the attached love letter coming from me. One thing, it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't, it doesn't sound right. The attached file is called love letter for you dot text dot VBS, Visual Basic Script. And we know now that Windows 2000 took advantage of this hidden file extension. So 
when it was displayed for the end user in a Windows 2000 machine that was set to default, the extension looked like love letter for you.txt. So it looked like if you looked at the file, it looked like a text file. But as you see on the kind of on the right side of the screen here, the icon for the file wasn't a text file, but it was a script file, this little icon for script. But if you don't know what that is, you may not know. Um, it, but it didn't change this. It didn't change the icon of the file. It still was the, the icon was a script icon and it came through email. So you got an email, right? So if you were to open the script, if you clickety click the script, you open the love letter because you wanted to see what your friend, your family, your coworkers sent you in this love letter, the script would run. It would duplicate itself. It's going to overwrite some programs. It's going to hide some other programs. Um, <clears throat> it's going to do just damage your, to your files. It's going to go in and destroy a bunch of files. It's going to modify the directory and it's going to send a copy of the virus to everyone, every single person in your contact list. And then it's going to download and run a password stealing program called winbugfix.exe. Now I'm assuming the title is so you don't realize that it's a virus, kind of can hide within the system and steal passwords. That's what its main purpose was. But it also went in and it hid some things like um, audio files that hid them. They were still there, it just hid them. Um, it overwrites other files, right? Um, makes them totally unusable anymore. It overwrites them, it gets rid of the content, it does bad things. So that's what it did. That's what the script did. It ran through these things. The big thing is, you know, overwrote some of your files, it modified the registry, it went and stole your passwords, and then it sent itself to everybody in your contact list, right? So, so VBS, who cares about VBS, right? So it's a script. That's the first point, first important part. It's a VBS, a Visual Basic Script. So it's not compiled. It's not an executable program, it's a script. And if you were another bad guy out there that got a hold of this, you could open the script up and you could change it. So instead of overwriting files or hiding files, you could actually overwrite parts of the operating system. Maybe say right into the script, um, change every exe to something else so that the system would just not run anymore. Overwrite anything that's an exe, an executable file. Obviously there's a ton of those that live within your operating system that it's just gonna die. Your operating system, your Windows system is gonna crash and burn. And there's really gonna be no, no saving it. So back in 2000, this thing was running rampant. It was sweeping through organizations like crazy. And, and it was huge, it was a giant event, right? Uh, Onel de Guzman and Ronel Romones were in the Philippines. These are the guys that, that created it. This is who, who created this love bug, this I love you email that did so much damage, right? These are the guys behind it. These are the guys, these are the guys that created this thing. You think, man, we know who they are. We know where they're from. Gotta be a slam dunk here, right? Gotta be a slam dunk, right? You'd think. Kind of foreshadowing that one, right? So why did they do this? Well, Guzman was in college and he's working on a program to steal passwords. And this was part of his thesis. He was towards the end and when it was rejected by his professors, Guzman dropped out of school. And we look at 
when we look at the I love you virus, this VBS, this malware, I keep saying, looks like it's built off the same program, um, but Guzman is claiming that it got released on accident, right? So here's his paper. Here's a little chunk of his paper over here. And if you look, the professor wrote on there, this is illegal. We do not produce burglars. So they're, they're telling you, know, this is against the ethics of the school. So they say, yeah, we can't do this. Um, we, he's just saying, no, it's not good. We cannot do this. So Guzman gets a little butthurt and he just, he drops out. He's done. I don't know how long exactly he was in school, but if you're working on your thesis, you're towards the end. Um, so crime and punishment for these guys. What happened to these cats who caused $20 billion worth of damage across the world? Um, the problem is in the Philippines, it wasn't against the law. There were no anti-malware laws in the Philippines at the time, so all charges were dropped. Nothing happened to these cats. Nothing at all. Um, crazy. So you tell me, you tell me, is this a worm or this is or this is a virus? Looked at our definitions up front. Um, my big thing, my big thing is there's one big difference between a worm and a virus, and that's the ability. Does the user have to clickety-click this thing, right? Does the user have to clickety-click on something to make it work, or does it work on its own? Worms are devastating because they self-replicate. They work on their own. They don't need someone to click, right? So you tell me, is I love you a worm or a virus? If you go out to Wikipedia, I'm going to tell you right now, the Wikipedia says this is a worm. I'm saying different. I'm going to say that this is a virus, right? Someone has to click on the email to open it. Somebody has to click on the VBS to make it run. And then it does everything. I think the big thing they're getting hung up on is it sends hundreds or thousands of emails out, but it's going to do them in sequence. The program's going to run it. It's not really sending them out all at once. It runs in sequence. I guess I'll stand on that. I don't know. You tell me what you think. Throw down in the show notes, in your comments down below, in the notes down below tell me what you think is this a virus or is it a worm what do you know about the i love you bug love bug what do you know about the love bug now did you learn anything that you didn't know before it is peace history it's from 20 years ago it's a while ago but this thing is still pivotal in the way we do things in the way we train people look at files and extension check the extension before you open it does the email read correctly? Does it make sense that this is the text of the email you're getting? You tell me. Tell me if this makes sense or not. Tell me if it's a virus or a worm. I want, inquiring minds want to know. That's what I want to know. I want to know. If you guys haven't been out to the Cyber Recon Facebook page, go out there, check it out. Dee's been keeping track, keeping that thing up and running. I want to know, is virus or worm? Let me know on Facebook. Let me know in the show notes below, the comments below. I shouldn't say the show notes, the comments below. Right in the comments below is the I love you malware. Is it a virus or worm? <laughs> Do know tonight's trivia night. Yeah, if I didn't bug you before, I'm going to bug you now. 7 p.m. East Coast time. Come out and play the trivia. 40 questions. It's going to last about an hour and a half, two hours. I'm going to say hour and a half. 
beverage of choice, grab yourself a piece of pizza, come hang out, see if you know the trivia we've got. We've got some trivia for you. 40, round, 40 questions, four rounds. We'll break them up. We'll take a break. We'll get keep going. We'll have some fun. Come on out, and we'll see you there. We'll see you there. Take care of your friends, your family, your coworkers. Take care of each other. The Bravos will say go get some. We'll see if Mike Bravo can come out and defend his title. He won last month. We'll see if he can win again this month. We'll see. Can you do it again, Mike? Can you do it? We'll see. Can you dig it? Anyways, go out there, go forth, and do good things. Take care of security. Take care of the people. Uh, stand your ground. Do the right thing out there. That's all I'm going to say. Go enjoy your cup of coffee today. And I will see you guys tonight, 7 p.m. Get ready with Socrative. Get ready to throw down and answer some cybersecurity questions. So until tonight, you guys be good, and we'll see you then.